morning, everybody, and welcome to Health Talk. I am your host, Dr. Niru Prasad, with my background in pediatrics, emergency medicine, and urgent care, affiliated with Henry Ford Health System, St. Joe, Oakland, and Beaumont. The theme of our health talk today is ketamine-assisted therapy. Joining us as our guest speaker is Dr. Cassio Drake and Jacqueline Drake, and both of them are going to talk about the healing power of creativity and more. So this is a very interesting topic today, and I want all my viewers to, to listen to this and view the the, the wonderful painting that she has brought from her studio. So good morning, Jacqueline. Good. Can you give your introduction, first of all, to our viewers? Well, thank you again for having us back uh, to talk about ketamine and uh, the ketamine-assisted ther therapy that we offer at our center. Um, we have been in practice now for a little over two years. Two years, uh -huh. okay. And we've been treating patients with um, with a medication called ketamine, and we give that in a shot in the arm. And the patients end up having a, an incredible experience when the, the whole, um, I'd say the experience is done. Um, and they end up having, they see and have an incredible experience and they see wonderful things and do wonderful things and find the healing within themselves. And part of what we really love to do is the integration part. And the integration we feel is um, very important when it comes to psychedelic integration um, because that's where the really, the changes start to happen within people. Okay, so now, good morning, Doc. Can you give your and I know you are the director of mm -hmm. this uh, therapy clinic, so please give us your introduction to our viewers. Sure. So uh, good morning, uh, Dr. Prasad, and, and thanks for having us back on the show. It's always fun to be here. Um, you know, I'm Dr. Cassius Drake. I'm uh, the medical director and co-founder of the Drake Center for Transformative Healing. Uh, and as Jacqueline was sharing with you at the Drake Center, uh, we provide ketamine-assisted therapy. Uh, and integration uh, as part of our, our process of treating depression, anxiety, um, and PTSD. Uh, we're excited to talk about what we find is a, a very unique and, and special aspect of, of, of our clinic, uh, which is our focus on the, uh, the healing power of creativity. Um, and as part of our process, after our patients have had a ketamine treatment, um, they have integration where we, we talk about the experience or give mm -hmm. them the opportunity to creatively express their, their, their experience, which is, which is Jacqueline's uh, passion and speciality. Uh, and we have some very special art today that our patients have created oh. uh, based on their prior experience. Yeah, so that's good. Now, <clears throat> later on, we'll talk about the dose of ketamine, mm -hmm. but let us start with Jacqueline. Yeah. Can you show us your beautiful paintings that from the from the individual patients and tell them explain to them yeah so after our patients go through um, a series of our treatments yeah. um, a lot of the integration that i work with them with is literally getting them to create and creating for the purpose of healing 
and and what comes out of that and where their creativity comes out in is always like a really, dream like it, what is in their dream it is um okay. somewhat like a dream <laughs> yeah <laughs> um somewhat like a dream there is um there's a lot that happens um obviously in a in in academy and experience um but we really focus on getting them to create it out and i have a background in getting people to create um, okay. in all different areas of art. Mm. Um, so I usually meet them wherever they are. If they're a writer, I meet them there. If they're a music musician of any sort, I meet them as well there. Oh. Um, I do a lot of work in virtual reality and we also create in virtual reality also. And then there's some times where I get my patients to actually create on canvas, um, like my own art. And uh, they love that. And that's what today is what I've brought in. So some of these pieces are um, from their healing. And mm -hmm. it's a beautiful experience to watch them go from, you know, from, a, you know, from having some trying times in their life to getting to the point where they're feeling better enough to create again. Right. And we really utilize the creative process for the healing. So uh, when you when when you're going to project this, will you be just can you just mention the age? How mm. how what's the age of that particular person? So I don't want to know too much detail, for sure, but just for the, sure. their age. Yeah, uh, for sure. I can show you um, the, yeah. Yeah. So let us start with yeah, the first I, one. I brought in several paintings um, and some of these are, um, I can say patient diagnosis. Yeah, just. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, as they work in, through in depression or PTSD or even anxiety, right. um, they, um, once we go through the treatments, they're able to express it out. And I let them use all sorts of uh, mixed media that okay. I love to use for my own art. And so some of these paintings become incredible because it's so unique for their own. Okay. For yeah, their so own it's a um, very nice, wonderful painting. Yeah. yeah. And so for this one. Um, oh, you see what's this was um, a woman, I wouldn't say in her late 50s. Um, late 50s? Yep, and came to us for um, anxiety and depression. Okay. And just kind of, you know, in a place yeah, in her life yeah. where she needed to do some little bit of work and and find herself again. And right. in that process of finding herself again, she literally saw a door. She, okay. Beautiful. So, yeah. That's she did just one beautiful. example of things. There's also, I have an example of this painting, actually. Yeah. Um, this is pretty incredible. This was a PTSD experience um, that she really has worked through. And, um, you know, these become so transformative to them, what they see yeah. in, in the ketamine experience, yeah. that some of these images become... Um, just part of them and right. even some of them i actually have a rule of like not to get a tattoo so shortly after you. they see let me things. ask you a question yeah the thing on the top does it mean it's more like a scary feeling with mm. the bts actually in this particular painting it's really fascinating it kind of looks like that yeah but it actually ended up becoming more of an empowering thing for her okay, okay. to release and let go and really be empowered right. by that Big power. Um, okay. but she let out what was yeah, yeah. what was troubling her let's yeah. say so in that case this is the after but in the all over Feeling, and I usually work with feelings as well. Yeah, what and, feelings she has. Yeah, and yeah. so this was the release um, of that particular patient. And then there are some patients that 
have incredible other kind of experiences oh. where they feel free and light. And in this particular case, oh, and this the was a younger flowers. Yeah, mm -hmm. and this one, this particular, this was a younger girl. And um, when I say younger, we we see patients sixteen and older, okay. uh, sixteen and okay. up. But um, so this was a teenager. And um, she painted an incredible thing, but she had seen in her experience, and that was feeling lighter and not so heavy, let's say, of yeah. emotions and uh, being able to dance in the clouds oh, okay. with dance flowers. In the cloud. And, you yeah. know, showing the sunshine, so, like she's ready exactly. for a brighter future, right? Exactly. Am I right? Whatever was initially her issue. She's thinking positive and thinks that her future is is more bright, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So those are very good. Do you have any comment before we go further? Um, yeah, I think that uh, what those paintings represent is a, a, a physical representation of the of the the transformation that's happening to people within this process. Um, and there's a lot of talk in in the use of of ketamine assisted therapy and. Uh, and, and what's the best ways to use it? And, and do you need to do coaching or integration or support? And, and you know, at, at the Drake Center, we, we profoundly believe that ketamine-assisted therapy should be done with coaching and guidance and support. Um, and with that coaching and guidance, you can see the beautiful outcomes right, that yeah. can come from, from just supporting people and, and, and really having them take a deep dive into... Yes, you had this interesting experience, but what did that really mean for you? Right. And, and what can you take from that that's going to have long-lasting meaning in your life? Um, and what shows up on that canvas is, is, the, is the result of, that, of that, that profound change that's happening in people. That we see so before you start, Doc, on the treatment, first of all, you will evaluate you know, the patient from the medical point mm -hmm. of view, right? Make mm -hmm. sure they don't have any their underlying disease. Yes. I mean, this is what as a physician yes. we do, you know. Right. So so they when they when they go to your center, mm -hmm. what do they expect first? Yeah. So uh, the our process begins with what we call our, our intake session. Um, well after an initial conversation with the patient that will meet with us and we'll get their their backstory and of course take right, a good yeah. you know medical history, make yeah. sure that they're healthy enough for the treatment. Yeah. And we'll begin that process of building a roadmap for their journey at that time of figuring out, you know, where are they trying to go? What's the North Star for, yeah. for, for their experience? Mm -hmm. And then following that, they'll have a preparation visit mm -hmm. um, with me where we'll talk about the logistics of the day and we'll begin the process of really setting their mindset and, and some, some goal setting for their treatment. Um, and uh, following that, they come to the office and they have their, their ketamine treatment at our office in Franklin. Uh, our office was once Jacqueline's art gallery. Uh, oh, so it okay, is a, okay. It is a fantastically mm -hmm. beautiful art uh, gallery. And, 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 it's all going there, it perks up your mood, right, yeah, yeah. Jacqueline? So it really does. It's just a beautiful environment for for the whole experience yeah um so um so they, they come there and they have the 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 injection in the office mm -hmm. um we sit with them the whole time we even have a therapy dog that's there in the room if they want to pet the dogs and make sure that everyone's very comfortable uh patients can have someone sit in the room with them if they like mm -hmm. um and and we we give them the injection they have music and a comfortable chair we observe them during the experience and then when it's over we talk to them about it 
uh, and begin the process of, of how did that feel for you and, and what you can begin to do to make that a long lasting part mm-hmm. of your life. Um, you know, we, while some people have very profound change just at that point, mm-hmm. um, but or, or others it takes a little time, not to say may not settle in until mm-hmm. we have our conversation the next day or, or when they sit down with Jacqueline and paint it out and they'll have that you know, those ahas. Um, and, uh, you know, we've started calling our patients our butterflies because oh, butterflies. they, they yeah. really, they really are different people, mm-hmm. uh, different, yeah. different beings by the time they're, they're the end of the treatment. How long does it take for you to do one painting? Mm. It all depends. It depends on each paint. It depends on each patient, each experience. Okay. Um, like I said, some of them, some patients like to paint a painting every single session they have oh, okay. and we recommend six treatments at a time um, to start off and um, so some of them like to paint it out some of them like to wait to the end and we do one big painting at the end okay so, so it, it all depends, really depends upon the individual yeah. right? it depends on the individual and where they are with their own creativity and oh. I kind of try to meet them where they're at yeah and uh, I, I just know the creative process once I get them creating again hmm. it's the process itself Oh. That is the healing. And so getting them to, of course, create out what their experience is, but there's far more to it than mm-hmm. just getting one little painting out. It's giving them a lifestyle of yeah. creating for a different purpose. And because, that is to yeah. be able to get back into that headspace of where they find a little peace. Yeah. So this is great, you know. Do you? So they know their talent. Yeah, it's mostly to let them know that they have some talent, even though right now they have some post-traumatic syndrome yeah. or anxiety. They know their talent and just looking at the painting, it makes them feel that they can do better, right? Yeah, absolutely. So and that I think, is you know, the whole of idea of the therapy. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And that's why we bring in all these different modalities of healing. Yeah. Um, I also teach a lot of mindfulness and meditation with our patients um, because that also helps them um, manage their anxiety and oh, manages okay. their stress levels yeah. um, in between all the pain, all uh, in between the actual kind of yeah. sessions. So it becomes a, an incredible healing experience right. when our patients come to us. Yeah, because all different ways. You know, um, uh, for the teenagers or children, even adult, anxiety and depression is the main thing we have right now going. So many things have been done, you know, behavioral therapy, psychotherapy, and everything is being geared towards their mental depression, right? Yeah. And we're seeing a lot more now. Mm. Um, And I don't know if it's the way the world is, I'm assuming, but there's a lot more um, anxiety out there. There really is. A huge need. Do you see more because of the COVID, post COVID era? Oh, yes. We see a a substantial number of of long COVID patients uh, who are still struggling with brain fog and ongoing yeah, depression. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, let's face it. I mean, the whole populace yeah. is essentially traumatized by the whole experience. Right, There's yeah. a lot of unprocessed yeah. emotion out there. Yeah. The brain fog you mentioned, that is a very interesting thing you mentioned mm-hmm. about the brain fog. Yeah, And you know, ketamine, you know, theoretically has, you know, potential to improve that through neurogenesis. And, you know, it's often described as a reboot uh, mm-hmm. of the brain and and we have we found it to be 
um, um, you know, very effective um, in, in, in that sort of sparking uh, uh, energy of consciousness. Again. So once they are, once they see you and you are done with this, do you put them on a long range, range of long range therapy with this? Uh, so after they've done their initial series of treatments, of six yeah. treatments, we have patients that will come back and do boosters, and that's really as needed. Okay. Um, and the frequency of boosters can be as often as a month or once a year. Okay. Uh, and mm -hmm. we have some patients that do fine and mm -hmm. never come back. And, oh, and they're out okay. living their lives and they're doing great. Really? Fired, well, fired their psychiatrist <laughs> and got off their antidepressants. Fired, that's very good. You know, we've had a few of those. Yeah, not yeah, that, not that we suggest that, but that's, yeah, yeah, no, we've had a few no, of those that felt so much better. We've had some that just felt so yeah, much better yeah. that that's, yeah. that's what they did. So then after that, they can see their their psychotherapist and mm -hmm. they can still be maintained on some yes. anxiety medications oh, yes. that are in the market, right? Mm -hmm. and, and our goal is, you know, this is our goal is to build people's resilience to life. Basically. Oh, okay. You know, we don't, we don't say that you'll never be afraid again or you'll never have a sad day again. Um, but we do find that. Uh, people don't sink as far as they used to. Or okay. they, 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 when life happens to them, whereas before they would sink into the pit for weeks or months, right. they, they have a bad day and they bounce back, bad which is day. normal. You're right. being a normal yeah, human being. Right. Um, and, and so building that resiliency to life we found to be profound. Yeah. So this is very interesting <laughs> to know, you know? Mm. Yeah, this, is this kind of kick-assisted therapy is so... Um, and then the what ages are you seeing at your at we your see. office what ages group what age group our age groups are uh, it's you know even I mean, i've been thinking about this actually a lot the be, between age and demographics it's all over the map there is no, no. there's no specific no demographic specific. or eco economics mm -hmm. it's everyone needs a little help right now. So um, almost any we're age. seeing all ages and all yeah. races. Maybe and... start from the adolescent. Yeah, we yeah. start from sixteen and up. Yeah. Sixteen and yeah. above. Uh, and okay. it's uh, okay. an equal opportunity treatment. There is no yeah. one that this doesn't affect. Yeah, you know, there's no age, class, oh. education, race. This hits everybody. Everybody needs this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So then after you do this therapy, do you encourage them to get into some kind of music? I do. Like piano <laughs> and all that. I do. I, um, I love... Because music plays a significant role, you know, like yeah. if you're depressed, we listen to the, to the music, you know. Mm -hmm. I actually I encourage all creativity, especially dance, uh, yeah, dancing, dance. and anything physical that you're moving your body to. Um, yeah, I work a lot in virtual reality with um, meditation and creativity, but I also yeah, do a lot. Yeah, I was of... going to ask you. That was my next <laughs> question about the meditations. Yeah, so I do a lot of uh, meditation. Show people different ways to meditate, mm -hmm. and that's kind of how. I've always used uh, immersive therapies, which is VR, and uh, which is virtual reality. And I've used that for art and meditation because it's a whole different thing for me to do a guided meditation with our patients and a whole other thing for me to put them inside of one. So yeah. it's, it's a little different. Um, but it's, it's an incredible experience regardless. And we're seeing incredible results. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it's very important these days, you know, the role of meditation, mm -hmm. music. Absolutely. And yeah. combining all of that really works for the all-over 
creative healing and just being able to give people something else yeah. to get them back to the feeling that they need to be in. Right. Not, not the headspace of Give them and fears. back what they need, right? Yeah. 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 Because exactly. because these people, you know, whoever are sick for for help, you know, they are already mm -hmm. depressed. There are so many types of depression as you know, you know, it yeah. could be simple anxiety it is there could be even more. And especially during post-COVID era, it was much, much more. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. So all those things, you know, and uh, there's also a role of social media, as you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of role of social mm -hmm. media. Yeah. Social, yeah, social media is definitely, especially with teenagers, it's it's a it's sort of one of those things that's a blessing and also a curse i think for I know. Uh, emotions because yeah. you know i actually have talked a lot about this with teenage with some of our teenagers because yeah. we actually have two teenage boys as well so oh, you, wait, it's you pretty, do it's okay pretty, okay social okay. media is in our house a lot social um, media in your yeah. house all day long, all day long. yeah so, you know but it's also it's amazing be, you know they, yeah. their cell phone will never stop no. exactly. they are sitting eating Click, click, click. We, yeah. we can hardly get patients to get off the cell phone and get their treatment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were like, okay, put your phone you down should, over there. You should do something about that. Think mm. about this in yeah. future. Something to stop them using <laughs> the the cell phones. Yeah, there is that. They yeah, will but, sleep with it. They yeah, wake up with it. Yeah. Going to school. <laughs> yeah, I talk a lot about mindset with our patients, and that you know, mindset has a lot to do with you know what we put into our brains, right? Mind body long, syndrome. What, yeah, yes. and, and really, what what we're com compounded with all day long is a lot. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a lot of negativity. So I, I always have my patients kind of look at really mindset and really where is our minds where is all yeah, of our attention yeah. going all day long <laughs> is it on the scroll feed or yeah. what you know i so. did a lot of research reading studying about mind what goes in the mind of mm -hmm. these people this adolescent who do the the violent behaviors yeah. mm -hmm. and it, it was I was surprised how many articles have been written. But the most important one, you know, that I found was this little amygdala that sits in the hypothalamic area that is responsible, you know, for your behavior yes. that controls. And, you know, I forgot what is that area somebody asked me. I said, Doc, what is that area? And I forgot. So <laughs> then I went, I went through to the through the Grey's Anatomy, you know, mm -hmm. back at mm -hmm. medical school, mm -hmm. and I got a whole picture of the brain where that little thing yes, is. Yes, the amygdala. And and the, you know, that's you know that's where ketamine works. Yeah, ketamine. You know, that's you know when it's when yeah. people often ask, well, what is it doing? Yeah, you know, and it, it really works. it goes to those root foundational emotions that find themselves Emotion. in the in the amygdala or in amygdala. the limbic system, right? Where people get where that's where PTSD lives. Yeah, you know, so the memory, the emotional memory of trauma lives in the amygdala and in the limbic yeah. system, activating the fight or flight yeah. system. Those are the neurons. And so we we find that patients will have their treatments, and at the end of the treatment they will find themselves experiencing how it feels to not be in fight or flight, to have their amygdala actually be relaxed yeah. for the first time since their trauma. Right, and, and, yeah. and it can be a profoundly mm -hmm. 
transformative experience for them when they finally feel how it just feels to be safe, uh, secure. Um, You know, patients will wake up and they'll say, I haven't felt peace like that ever in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they finally know how it is to be calm. And then our work is, yeah. here's how you stay there. And here's my here's where why you may want to stay there. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, yeah. and, and we'll have conversations about all the reasons why people find that challenging. Yeah, that little thing controls the emotions, anger. And people who have the post-traumatic syndrome, like those who go to mm-hmm. the war and all that, that that area is already not functioning. So the most important- Functioning too much. Or functioning too it's much. Too, it's too on. It's too much. It's too on. And so you have to- mm, Control. You have to convince it. Mm-hmm. It, ha- it has to be firmly convinced of a different reality. It's far, as far as someone's traumatized amygdala is concerned, they're still back in the middle of that thing that happened. And, and then a ketamine treatment or some other psychedelic treatment comes along and they have an emotional experience finally of how it feels for that to be over. Yeah. And instead of like, I wish that I was healed or I wish that I had peace or I wish that I could feel calm, mm-hmm. they actually do. It does. And, and so, and then the memory of that sticks with them and in our integration process and everything we do with creativity Mm -hmm. is about strengthening that new emotional place so they can stand there long term and don't have to come back and see us (laughs) right yeah so that hyperactive behavior is related to the over function of that amygdala yes Mm -hmm. right so that's you know violent behaviors right right it's often described as the the reptile brain Right. So, you know, I often describe it if any, if you've ever had a, a reptile for a pet, you reptile. know, a lizard or something like that, you'll know that once once a, a reptile brain has encountered trauma or a threat, it mm. never forgets it and, and it will never go back to that thing. Oh. So if you have a, a pet lizard and you hurt it, it's not going to trust you anymore. No. It's, it's almost impossible yeah. to change its mind to about that. Them. And so the in humans. The amygdala, the Olympic system, can be like that. Yeah. It can get stuck in a traumatic memory. Right. And to get out of that is is the thing that psychedelics like ketamine yeah. or psilocybin, uh, they work in that mm-hmm. place at that root to shift that emotional shift reality. That. No, I'm not still being traumatized in this moment. Yeah. This is actually a different time. So that's very different. That's very good, interesting thing mm-hmm. you said, like a reptile. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we're treating. It's that, that, we, the, we are the ancient, treating the reptiles. <laughs> the foundational root of the brain where, yeah. where emotions live right. is where psychedelics Yeah, yeah. so that's very good. Now, what are your final thoughts? One minute each. <laughs> my final thoughts. Um, well, uh, well, my final thoughts are on creativity, really. Um, that's where my heart lies. Think positive. Yeah, well, think positive. Look at this um, guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a lot out there. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, when when it comes to um, to the healing aspect of this, it really it really is in the integration. To be honest, right. it really is. I mean, you you can have psychedelic experiences. You can take anything. There's lots of things out there that you can take to have this kind of experience. But if you're not guided and directed in this, there 
you're really just playing in the psychedelic playground, <laughs> as we call it, right? And so we really focus on utilizing that experience to help you. That's good. And yeah. final thought, one yeah. minute from you, Doc. Um, I guess, you know, the, <laughs> we my, can tell the reptile yeah, story. Sure, you know, my, my <laughs> final thought yeah, is, yeah, you know, you know I, I share with people often that I was an ER doctor for about 20 years. I and, know, same like right, me. You know, Both and, of us were in the same boat, right? Yes. <laughs> and, and so, you know, in that time as an ER doctor, there were many, many lives that, you know, were, you know, I led a team that saved physically many lives. Um, and this work that we do now, um, it's much more so much more relaxed as well. It's less, not so much relaxed. It's more rewarding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we more feel rewarding. like we're actually making change in 